everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 47 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're going to answer one of the questions from our tribe members who asked, how do we fit all of this into our lives? If we have a family and a job and we're trying to train and run and take care of our health and do all of these things, how do we fit it all in? So today we're going to have a great discussion about that and we hope you guys enjoy it. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So like I just mentioned, we have a tribe on Facebook who are awesome. And if you are looking for other like-minded people that are trying to fit running and health into their family life, you should be a part of it too. So head over to our website, realliferunners.com, and click on Facebook group to request access to that group and come be a part of our tribe because it is a fun place to be. So Kevin, today we're going to talk about how to fit all of this in. So where should we start off? Because there's a lot of different places we can start with this topic. There's a lot of different places to start with this one. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to keep it as positive as possible of how to fit everything in. Uh, good luck, I think is a good place to start. Good luck is a good place to start. I think one of the biggest... Uh, issues with how to fit it all in is is the kind of blunt truth of you can't do everything to 100% simultaneously. Right. There are definitely ways to fit all of this into your life. And there are ways for you to be healthy and prioritize your health and your running and your fitness and still prioritize your family. But it's hard to do all of that all the time. Like there has to be priorities and there has to be a little bit of give and take in order for you not to go insane basically right. i mean there's only so much of you if you start spreading yourself into every single place you can start feeling very overwhelmed very quickly absolutely so we are going to talk about four main things today that will help you to avoid that overwhelm and hopefully feel like you're more in control of your situation and of your life, essentially. That's that's the goal. So number one is set your priorities. This is probably, I mean, it's number one for a reason because you got it, you have to start here, but it's also might be the hardest step. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Because this step requires you to be honest with yourself. Like really honest. Right. Like, and what then do more you, honest. What do you actually want to accomplish? There are people that say, oh, I put my family first. And then they spend a lot of time away from their family. So are they really putting their family first? Are they putting their job first? Is it in their minds? Are they spending time away from their family because they're making money in order to provide for their family? What is that priority? Right. So you have to actually come up with the different facets of your life and figure out which one needs to go first right now, which one can slide a little bit further to the back burner and does not need as much emphasis. Right. So I think to start out with this step, when you're trying to set priorities in your life, I think you should just sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and just start writing out things that are important to you. Right. I mean, start thinking, just do like a brainstorming list. What is it in your life that you want to accomplish and what is important to you? And then from there, you can start to, in a way, rank things in order to prioritize them. Yeah, this uh, this is tough for me. 
Um, but when I started working the outline for this thing, I'm like, well, trying to figure out all these priorities is very similar to trying to figure out a training plan. You have to figure out what aspect needs to get prioritized, but you can't neglect anything. It mm-hmm. just that some aspects don't get emphasized all that much. Oh, I like how you, you just tie you that in. Yeah, tie that right into running and training. I Thank like you. It. Yeah. Nailed it. So basically, after you have that brainstorming list of the different things in your life, say it's your family, your job, your career, your running whatever race you're you're working towards there's maybe you're trying to buy a house i mean there are so many things and everybody's life is different everybody's list is going to be different so you can't look at yourself and compare it to anybody else that's another thing avoid comparisons oh yeah be be you and be honest with yourself figure out where you are right now that's another thing i think is kind of assess where you are right now in your life so that you can understand what needs to be a priority right now well that's where the brutal honesty comes in is you need to actually establish where you are, not where you'd like to be, not where you think you are, not where you tell other people you are, you pretend where you are on Instagram, but where you actually <laughs> are. Right. And nobody has to see this. No, this, it's this, your list. This is your <laughs> list. You know, is it on a piece of paper? Or is it in a journal? Is it on your phone? Like, this is your list and nobody else needs to be a part of it. So but you, you do have to be honest. And, you know... The more personal development books that I read, this theme is there in pretty much all of them. You need to do a personal assessment of your life. And they, a lot of these mentors have different categories. You know, they have your personal health, your physical health, your relationships, your hobbies. There's, you know, some have 10 categories, some have eight. And you basically go through and you give yourself a score from one to 10. How satisfied and fulfilled do you feel in that area of your life right now? And that's a good place to start. Yeah. And I mean, just because you score low and satisfied in one area does not mean that's immediately the first one to work on. It does. You you might be okay with that level because you've got something else that needs to get worked on to make you a happier person. Right. But a lot of times the lower numbers are good places to start yeah. because that, a lot of times they, that's stand out. <laughs> they stand out and that's what's weighing on you. Yeah, it could be. And one thing I thought was interesting that one of my one of the people that I follow pointed out, a lot of times we rank ourselves lower in the areas that are more important to us because they mean more. So if it's not as important to you, maybe you'll you're, you'll give yourself a higher score because you're okay where you are in that area. Yeah, you know, but I, I'm not giving it much attention. But at five, but, it, but I'm okay. It's not with a negative. It. It's not a positive. It's just a five. Exactly, and and you're okay with that, but when it comes to your family that you want to make a priority and maybe you just don't feel like you're doing a good enough job because you just never feel like you're doing a good enough job, yeah. then you're going to give that a lower score. So it's interesting, I think, how sometimes our lower scores can reflect those areas that are more important to us because we tend to be a little bit more critical of ourselves when it comes to those sections. Right. So you've got your list of priorities. You've got your list of, of your actual starting point. You kind of have to look at what goals you're going for now off of your list of priorities is what is that next thing that you're focusing on to try to accomplish. Okay. And again, honesty on this one, give yourself a a legitimate timeline of how long it's going to take to accomplish that goal. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going for a job promotion, that's probably not happening in a week. If your goal is to complete a marathon, that's also not happening next, next weekend. Mm -hmm. Like know how long it's going to take to be on some of these things. And in order for you to 
recognize how long it's going to take you to get there, you also have to recognize what your true starting point is. That goes right back to the starting point. If you don't know where you're starting, it's really hard to get to the finish. Right. So make your list of priorities, then make your list of goals. And again, it's okay to just sit down and brainstorm a list of goals out. With pencil. With pencil. There might be some erasing. Right. Or you could do a rough draft and then copy them, you know, go through and, and decide, okay, that's probably a good goal for now. That's probably not a good goal for now. And, and then laminate it. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> is she on the list? Okay. If you, you got you to gotta catch the friends reference there, right? So anywho, if you then set these goals, right? We have to figure out this timeline. And depending on which expert out there that you read – Some people say set 30-day goals. Some people say set 90-day goals. Some say six-month, one-year, five-year, 10-year. There's all these different ways that you can set goals. But the big thing about setting goals is that they need to be very specific and they need to be measurable. You can't just say, I would like to improve my health or I would like to be a better runner. What does that mean? I want to be a better dad. Like that's not measurable. That's not specific enough. You need something so that you can know if you are actually achieving it. You need to be able to. There needs to be a finish line. There needs to be a finish line to an extent, you know, or or at least checkpoints along the way. Yes. There needs to be a point where you're like, okay, I've, I've made it towards that goal. I've made it, I might've even accomplished accomplished that goal. goal. I've accomplished something that, that is clearly defined. Yeah. And then it's time to set another goal after that. It's not, it's not like you just work on one goal and then you, you're done and you can just take a nap, take a nap. Well, sometimes we're all parents and there's no napping. Everybody wants a nap after a (laughs) marathon. That's a goal that you need a nap after. Yes. Everybody naps. Okay. So realize that some goals can't happen at the same time either. So after you've realized where you are, your true starting point, and then mapped out how long it's going to take you to achieve some of those goals, you need to take a look and see if some of those goals conflict with your current priorities. Do those goals conflict with each other? Because if you have a newborn baby right now, Probably not that, the time to start marathon training. That probably is going to conflict with a lot of things in your life. It's pretty much every other category that one's going to conflict <laughs> right, with. Right. I mean, it's it's all of them. It's like, oh, I'd like to sleep more, and I just have a new baby. Those don't go well together. They don't go well because there are some things that are out of your control. And so that's this is why you go to the list of priorities. If you got a brand new baby, I'm going to guess that taking care of your family is pretty much number one on the priority list. Mm-hmm. And so whatever else is on that list falls behind it. And and that's that's the list. And that's the list as it is right now. It's not it's not set in stone, but that's the list and that's what goes towards the top. It helps you figure out where where your effort needs to be so that you're not thinking, okay, well, I need to do this and this and this and this. No, no, no. Think of your list, what gets step number one, that's where the priority goes. Right. So to have that clarity in your priorities and know that that is where you are and that is where you want to be, that is so key because it helps you to make the other decisions a little bit more easy, a little bit easier because you can, if you have to make a decision, you compare it to your priority list. And if it doesn't gel with your priorities, then that decision in a way is already made. It's made. Like the priority list really does help make decisions. That's why the priority list is super important. Mm -hmm. Be incredibly honest 
be honest with where you are, be honest with where you want to go and know what kind of constraints you have around you of which goals cannot simultaneously occur. Right. So once you have set your priorities and set these goals, the second step is to really and truly understand your why. Understand why you are trying to accomplish these goals. Because you might think, okay, this is the goal that I want to achieve. I want to get a promotion in my company in order to make this amount of money so that I can do X, Y, and Z. Is that your why? Like you need to have a full understanding of why you are doing any of this. Why are you training for that marathon? What are you trying to prove? Are you trying to prove something to yourself? Are you trying to prove something to somebody else? Do you just want some pretty pictures for Instagram? Why are you doing this? Yeah, I... Finding your why shows up as part of setting your priorities. Because if you really think about why, you know, say your job is ranked above or below your health right now, or your sleep, or your family, your spouse, whatever, to really figure out where things are ranked, you have to figure out why you're ranking them there. Having it clearly explained why this thing goes above or below something else it's part of step one, but it's it's a very, very important thing. That's why I, I set it off as a complete other step of be super clear on what your why is. Right. Because like you pointed out before, if you're saying that your family is your number one priority and you want to spend more time with your kids, if you then are spending more time at work because you're trying to provide for your family, is that putting your family first or should you be spending less time at work and more time with your kids? Right. Maybe the little extra time at work is getting you a little extra money that helps provide things for them. But I mean, depending on the age of the kids, some of them really just want more time with you rather than more things. Like is the ballet class that you're now affording more important or would it be better for her to have an extra hour with dad at night? (laughs) Or, or a cheaper version of the ballet class that you can actually attend. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and these things are different for everybody. And we are not trying to put any sort of judgment on anybody because everybody has different priorities. And as long as you can understand why you're putting certain things above others, then that's where your priorities align. And that should make you feel better and not feel so overwhelmed. Well, I mean, that's why I think I I tried to put in a couple of examples. One that was like, Don't spend so much time at work that you're neglecting the kids that you're trying to provide for by going to work. But there's the other end of don't spend so much time with your kids that you're just fried all the time and yelling. Like, Mm. you got to balance that end too. Like, oh, I want to be there for my kids all the time. Right. If being there with your kids all the time makes your head explode, you need some self-time also. You need some time away. That's for sure. And... I don't think that I could ever be a stay-at-home mom. And I have so much respect for people that do make that choice in their life. But I I know that I need time away. I know that I need to work. I need to have that kind of time for myself. And that if I was a stay-at-home mom and my kids were 100% of my life, that I would be a worse mom than I am right now. You need, I mean, I need to most people. Yeah. Well, I mean, but there are some that take genuine joy in homemaking and child rearing and 
that is what brings them 100% satisfaction. Which is phenomenal. And that's phenomenal, you know, and, and if they realize that and that's the path and that's their priority, then that is amazing. I just know that's not mine. Well, if I'm there with the kids all day long, which happens over the summer periodically, mm-hmm. I know I need that run in the morning. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise... Or again in the evening. Or in the evening. <laughs> or again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cause for a two a day. It's a double. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was home with the the baby when she was first born, when you went back to work and there were times that you would walk in the door and I would literally just walk over to you and hand you the baby and walk out the door because yeah. I needed to go out for a walk or a run or something. I just, I come to... home and you're like in workout gear yeah. with baby in hand, yeah. arms extended, arms extended. You know, <laughs> you I go. just, I needed that time away. And that doesn't mean that I love her any less. No, of course not. You know, that means that I know what I need to be there in a better way for my child. And that involves sweating a lot. Yeah. Which, (laughs) which is completely fine. That's part of the priorities of if the priority is to be there with your kid as best, as best as you can, sometimes to be as best as you can, you need to step back. Yeah. And I think that I had a hard time. I'm having a little bit of a hard time with this right now, personally, because I, have been spending a little bit more time away from the family now that it's summer, like in the evenings all, I feel like there's a little bit more freedom to to go out with my friends because I don't have as much crazy school things to attend. So I have a little bit more freedom and I've been spending more time with my friends in the evening, which has been awesome. But I also feel like it's taking me away from the family a little bit more than normal. And I'm having a hard time reconciling that in myself and also explaining that to my children because I don't want them to feel like mommy's leaving all the time. And it's, I mean, it's not all the time, obviously, but I don't want them to feel like it's because I don't want to be with them because they are my priority. But I also know that being away with my friends and spending that girl time together is something that's very important and something something for us when go we go on date nights that's something that for our relationship that's very important and it doesn't mean that we love our kids any less or that we don't want to be with them but it's very important for us to prioritize those relationships my friendships our relationship as a way for me to be a better mother to them That's really well stated and blends us nicely into step three, which is talk to your support group. Okay. Okay. You're, you can't be the only person in your life on board with these goals. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just dictate, these are my goals, post them on the door and expect everybody to jump on board. (laughs) That's just not how that's going to work. There, there needs to be some talking, some explanation of this is what's going to happen this is why you go through and, and come up with your whys. You come up with your timeline of what's going to happen so that the people around you know what's coming on. And what it's going to require of you. What it's going to require of you, what might it might require of them. Right. I mean... Because it, if you're training for a marathon and you are going to have to get in those long runs on the weekends that are going to take you away for a couple of hours... Your spouse, if you have kids, if you have a spouse, spouse, they should be okay with that because that's going to be more on your spouse to take care of the kids while you're away. Completely. I mean, it, and don't expect that the conversation of these are my goals, these are my priorities is going to go perfectly golden. There may be a little pushback. There can be. You know, because everybody, like your whole support network needs to be on board. Okay. Not necessarily 100% cheering for you. This is why it's best to have as wide of a support network as you can. I know. Did you just say that? I know. I know. I, 
but I did say it. Okay. Um, but you need the white support group because, well, you need the people closest to you, spouse, kids, whatever you got right there, to at least accept that these are the goals. You know, on on a long run on Sunday, maybe they're not super excited about it. They agree with it. They know why it's happening, but it might not be the most like, woohoo, dad's out the door for another two hours. Right. But they'll accept it because you've said, this is the timeline. My race is here. And so during this chunk, I'm taking off on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that your kids or your wife or your husband aren't going to make you feel guilty sometimes about it. Right. So you need need some other support around there that's Mm -hmm. there to cheer you on because well, you've got some group that might accept it. You still need some actual cheering from others. You need cheering, right. But just because that your spouse or your kids might not be happy about it one day doesn't mean that the goal is worthless and that you should rethink the goal. Sometimes we all go through little phases and maybe the baby is really in a bad mood that day and daddy was just gone for a couple of hours and it was really stressful for mom and so mom decides to be annoyed at dad for being gone too long instead of just admitting that they were just frustrated over the situation sometimes we have a tendency to want to blame someone else and for what we've been experiencing. I mean, everybody likes to just throw the blame onto somebody else. Yeah. It's so much easier than actually figuring out the root of the problem. Right. Pass the buck. Well, and we <laughs> had this conversation the other night. I don't know how much you want to get into because I know you're not really an open uh, book per se. That's me. I'm always described <laughs> as an open book who loves to share his emotions. <laughs> right. But Kevin and I had a very honest conversation with each other the other night regarding, you know, me going out with my friends. This may have also helped spur on the episode. Right. And I talked to him because I told him that sometimes when I come home from my nights out, sometimes I feel like he's annoyed with me because he's just not really engaged when I'm trying to tell him stories about what happened or whatnot. And he explained to me, Sometimes I'm I'm not annoyed with her. I'm just sort of frustrated with things that have happened while she hasn't been there. Mm-hmm. Or you're just very tired. And I could want just to go be tired. Right. Like that was one thing that I thought was interesting, when we, <laughs> and I'm glad we talked about it because sometimes I'll come home and I'll be excited and tell you a new story, and you'll just have this blank face on, and you'll be like, mm hmm. Okay. And the answer mm-hmm. was, I lost track of time and I meant to be in bed 30 minutes ago. And so mm-hmm. as cool as your story is, I'm already annoyed with myself that I'm not asleep yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't need your story going for another 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to go to bed. And so basically we had this talk and I, I said, okay, if that's what you're feeling, then just say that. I'll listen to your story tomorrow. I'm just really tired and need to go to bed. Yeah. No, it turns out that me talking more, shockingly enough, is again the answer. <laughs> me talking and sharing. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So talk to your support group, right? Figure out who your support group is. Is it your family? Is it your friends? Are you a part of a running group? Are you a part of social organizations? Where is your support? Talk to them about your your goals and your priorities. You don't have to talk to everybody about it, but you need to know that you have people in your corner. And if the people that are closest to you are not in your corner, maybe that's a reason for you to reevaluate things. Like, is should that be a priority right now? Should these be the goal goals right now? Because if you are going to move forward toward a goal and your closest support network is not supporting you, 
it's going to be a lot harder for you to get there than if you have someone, if you have your people on board with you. Completely. I mean, that, there's so much that you can go into off of that one. It's it's part of the the big thing of people trying to blend. I think one of the biggest troubles people get into of trying to blend is how do I blend health and family? Mm -hmm. And the answer is you can be a healthy person. You can eat healthy. You can go and exercise. You can take care of your family. You can't necessarily go all in and try and qualify for the Olympic trials Mm -hmm. while being at every single dance recital. Right. And a lot of times people will talk to us about how to get how to eat healthy, how to get their family to eat healthy if they have really picky eaters, if they have kids that won't eat certain things. And a lot of times our answer to that is you have to start small and you have to do it little by little. You can't just come home. If you are normally used to eating pizza a couple times a week and chicken nuggets and kind of all the fast food and quote-unquote kids food like on the kids menu yeah. I think, which i can't stand but if if that's the stuff that your kids are normally eating you can't just all of a sudden expect them to eat salads for mm-hmm. every meal it's or it's just not gonna happen it's just not gonna happen you know or vegetables we're, we're gonna go vegan now like you can't especially with kids you can't explain it. A lot of times kids, depending on their age, they're not rational human beings yet. No. You, you can't massive say, well, flips this is, in their menu is yeah, just this not is better work. for you. So, you know, you, you can't, you got to go a little bit at a time. You start kind of hiding the veggies or making them eat one veggie with every meal or two veggies. You know, you have to make it slow until people start getting more on board with you and making those gradual changes sometimes can help bring your family more on board with the healthier lifestyle that you want to live, if that's what one of your goals is. I mean, that goes back to setting the appropriate timeline. The timeline isn't tomorrow. Suddenly, the entire family is eating super healthy. Right. The timeline's going to take a little bit of time, especially depending on how much pushback you have. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have... Do you have six kids and all of them are picky eaters in different ways? It might take a little bit of time. Right. So in order for you to get your support crew on board with you, you might have to compromise some of this, but it's important for you to compromise according to your priorities. Understand where your priorities are and make compromises accordingly. If you feel really, really strongly about something, you need to communicate communicate that to your closest support system. Well, I think one of the things on this one is if you have something that is like your number one priority and you have something else that's say like fourth on the list and you're like, oh, I'll be able to devote a little bit of time to that. If you're not getting much support off of number one and you know how much time that's going to need, the lower priorities need even less emphasis. Because mm-hmm. again, like if if you're a pie piece and so much has to go to the big pie piece, the small ones have to get even smaller. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. It's true. And I think that it's important to also remember that if that thing that you're prioritizing as number one or number two is that important that you would give it that rank, you will probably not be satisfied if you are not working towards that in some way. And that will lead to that feeling of unrest and that feeling of overwhelm because you know that you're not working toward the thing that is the most important thing to you at that point in time. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you go through an entire day and you don't like when I was in like my full blown marathon training a couple years ago on days where I didn't get in the run that I wanted to get in. 
I felt like I was missing a key component out of that day. Yeah. You know, and whatever the goal is, if you feel like you didn't make any progress to the number one priority in that day, you're probably not in a great mood by the end of the day. I know I wasn't. That's true. And that can happen. And there will be days like that. There are going to be days along the journey that you might not get things accomplished. But at least if you have that clarity, you know where you're going. You know what to do the next day. You know how to make it not, not start a streak of days that aren't going smoothly. Right. So you might need to adjust if, if you're working towards a priority and it's not really working out the way that you want it to, you might need to adjust something, but you just always need to be true to yourself when it comes to this. Yeah, completely true. Okay. So last thing, number four is stick to the plan. Now th- this is interesting because we just said you can adjust if necessary. Yeah, so, we just said you have to be able to op- be open enough right. to make adjustments, but you <laughs> so can't, now what? Well, you can't make huge adjustments mm-hmm. because you went through the whole brutal, honest process of setting your priorities, figuring out why these are your priorities. This is it. This is my goal. This is how long it's going to take. It may need some slight tweaking along the way, but if you're not moving towards that goal, you're not moving towards happiness. You're not moving towards satisfaction. So stick to the big picture. The big picture. The big picture that says, mm-hmm. this is the direction I'm moving. I'm going forward and nothing's stopping me. I'm getting there. Right. But I think it's very, very important to keep in mind that sometimes the path to the goal is not always what you envision it to be. You, you-, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of twists and turns and loop-de-loops along the way. It's not just a straight line that this is the plan, this is the goal, these are the priorities, and this is how I'm going to get there. Like, um, that that goes, never happens. That goes straight back into running. Right. Like, this is the plan. You do workouts A, B, and C, and look, it's a PR and a 5K. It's yeah. just, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. There's going to be days that you feel sick. There's going to be days that you're completely dehydrated and readjusting to Florida humidity after spending 11 beautiful days in California <laughs> where the running weather was gorgeous and you were spoiled and now your body is mad at you because it's humid and dehydrated and l- didn't sleep. Personal? And- Just a little personal anecdote it, there? I may or may not be talking about my run this morning. I, I may have completely overdone it with hills in California and could hardly <laughs> move for the first two days back. My glutes are still sore. You know, we, we went out, we enjoyed it and it I know that the next race I'm pushing for is far enough out that that wasn't messing with my health running timeline. Right. It's not like you were trying to race this week after we got back. Right. So I went out. I enjoyed myself out there. I ran through a whole bunch of hills because I knew that wasn't going to completely derail any sort of goals that I have going on right Right. now. And as your goals are met, you're going to need to maybe adjust your priorities so that they will continue to align with your goals. You know, that's what you have written down here on the outline, but are do you think it's better to adjust your priorities or to adjust your goals to fit with your priorities? Because I kind of think that's more important, adjusting your goals to fit with your priorities versus your priorities to fit with your goals. I mean, it, it depends on what kind of goal you had. Like if the goal was, I I need this promotion at work because these things will flow out of it. 
that means that the work priority needed to go towards the high end. Okay. And it's possible that now that you've reached that goal, the work priority does not need quite as much effort. You okay. know, it's possible that it still does because that new promotion mm-hmm. requires a whole bunch of time and effort. It's also possible that the work needed to get there is actually more than what you need to do to maintain. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. if the goal was to be able to run a marathon and you finished it, maybe running should slide to the back burner because that weekend morning run where you were gone for two to three hours and was driving your family crazy, spend a... Doesn't need to exist anymore. Right, spend a relaxing Sunday morning with the family. Right, exactly. So that could be another thing when you're talking to your support group about your goals and your priorities back in step number three, let them know the timeline also. That's very important. This is what's going to happen over the next two to three months. And then once... I've run this marathon. This is what life is going to look like. Give them something to look forward to. If if it's going to be a little rocky along the way and you know that it's going to put a little bit of stress on certain relationships, let them know this isn't going to last forever. This is this period of time right now. And then after that, then we'll reassess. I mean, my, my high school coach and his amazing wife because he was so unbelievably devoted to the team we'd have early practice we'd have practice that go late you know he drove the bus so we're traveling all over the place for races lots of saturday morning races when we had to drive all the way down to la and we're gone for the weekend and his wife is there running the house and and you know not having him around probably as much as she wanted and at the end of the season, there was always this gift for the coach, and it was a weekend getaway for him and his wife. Oh, I love that. Because that was there at the end. And that, that is so nice of you to recognize that for her, too. Yes. And, and I know. mean, the, the kids knew, and the certainly the parents on the team understood what was going on of how much time coach is spending, and that means that he's not spending any of that time with his wife. Right, right. So... I like what you're saying. You kind of have to reevaluate your both your priorities and your goals on a somewhat regular basis. Some of the the people that I like to follow, Shalene Johnson, Brendan Burchard, some of these mentors, Michael Hyatt, they they uh, James Wedmore, he's another great one. They suggest reevaluating your goals every 30 days or every 90 days and making sure that your key priority is still your key priority and that your goals are still aligning with that priority. Which essentially moves you back to number one and this whole episode is just a giant cycle. Mm -hmm. So to go back to the original question here, how do you fit it all in? And the answer is you fit in your priorities. You fit them in by following the, the list, by figuring out what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Set out your timelines, figure out your starting point. You can't fit every single thing in at 100% effort. At the same time. At the same time. Right. You have to pick and choose and understand that you cannot give 100% of yourself to five different things at the same time. It's just not mathematically possible. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> the more research that's being done, they're showing that multitasking actually reduces your effectiveness in all areas. Yeah, it, it definitely drives your kids nuts if you're trying to accomplish something while spending time with them. That's true, for sure. So basically, prioritize, set goals, Talk to your support system. Get everybody on board with you as much as possible. And if when you understand the whys and the priorities, it's going to be easier for you to fit things in because it's going to be easier for you to say no to things that 
aren't your priorities. It's going to be easier for you to say no to those things that you don't need to be spending your time on. And that takes away the biggest feeling of overwhelm is being caught up in having to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you, you do have too many things on your plate, right? It's okay to say no. And you should say no. You should say no. If it's not a priority, you should say no. It's okay to say no. I'm, I'm saying this out there because People need to hear this. It is okay to say no because you cannot be everything to everyone at the same time. Say no to the things that are lower priorities in your life so that you can give more of yourself to those things that are your higher priorities that are actually going to bring you satisfaction and fulfillment. Yeah. I mean, saying yes to something just because you think that you're going to appease that person who asked you a favor if you're not even going to be able to do a good job of it, you're not going to satisfy them. You're just taking away from your own enjoyment. Just just say no to remove the disappointment of being not perfect at, at another thing along the way. Mm-hmm. They'll get over it in most cases. Totally. All right. So I think that's a great place for us to kind of wrap up this episode. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. I know it was a little bit less running specific per se and kind of a little bit more about just life in general. So we hope that you enjoy the topic of this show today. If you are interested in a show summary and some resources, we also have those some of those key areas of your life that you want to assess and evaluate, head over to our website, realliferunnerspodcast.com, and click on the show notes for this episode, which is episode 47. There are lots of resources in there for you, some links to some of the books we talked about, and that will help you to set more goals, set your priorities straight so that you can get rid of this feeling of overwhelm and feel more in control of your goals and your priorities and fitting everything into the life that you want to live. And while you're on the website, you can enter into that support system that we were talking about. If you need some more people in your corner as you're training for a race or just trying to integrate running, start running, continue running, wherever you are on your running running journey, we want to be there to help you and to support you. And we have an amazing tribe of people that are all supporting each other in their running journey and their health journey. So if you want to join our Facebook tribe, you can also find that on our website, realliferunnerspodcast.com. Just click on Facebook tribe on the top right corner and you can request access to the tribe there. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We so, so, so appreciate all the time that you spend listening to us. And if there's any way we can help you, please reach out. Let us know. Leave us a review on iTunes if you love the show. And if you just love what we do, consider becoming a patron of the show. You can find that link also on the website if you want to just pledge a dollar per month or a dollar per episode just because you like what we're doing. You can do that there too. So check it all out, realliferunnerspodcast.com. Thank you again, and we will catch you next week.